Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Kyrie Harris. Kyrie has nine total years of firefighter experience, both volunteer and paid. Kyrie is with the Atlanta Fire Department, where he currently rides as a backstep on Engine 20, which proudly serves the Capitol View in Pittsburgh neighborhoods since 1926 and is still an active member with the Byron Fire Department. Kyrie believes that certain traditions within the fire service, such as camaraderie, training, and running fires, are what makes firefighters the best they can be to the citizens they serve. With that being said, Kyrie Harris. All right, I'm Kyrie Harris. I've been a firefighter for nine years. I actually got started in the Explorer program in uh, 2014. Well, before that, my uncle was a firefighter for the city of Philadelphia. That's where I grew up. So that was always my dream to be a big city fireman. Uh, moved to Georgia when I was 12, got in the Explorer program when I was 14, stuck with it. Um, Went through the fire academy in 2014, right after I graduated high school. I got on with the, the city of Byron part-time after I graduated. Uh, 2015, I got hired with Peach County Fire Department full-time. Did a year and some change there. It was an eight-to-five schedule, and I wanted to work the 2448. So Byron had a spot, so I just bumped up from part-time to uh, – full-time I got hired I mean I got promoted in 2020 I believe January of 2020 and uh I was a company officer for almost two years because in December of 2021 I decided to make the leap and started Atlanta so graduated the academy April 28th of 2022 and here I am. All right. Um, how far is Byron from Atlanta? It's about 90-something miles. So it's about oh. an hour and 20-minute drive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And do you live somewhere close to Atlanta and you just travel back no. and forth? No. No. <laughs> I make that drive every third day. Okay. Okay. And so you, so you say about an hour and a half-ish is your commute every third day. Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, and you're on Atlanta Engine 20, correct? Yes, sir. Best engine in the city. Where's that? Where's that actually like located within Atlanta? So it's on the south side of Atlanta. Um, we're close to Metropolitan Parkway. We're uh, about 10, 15 minutes from the airport. Okay. But yeah, just when you get uh, into Atlanta, you'll pass. On the interstate, you'll go past Cleveland Avenue and we're the next exit. Okay. All right. South side of Atlanta, engine 20. Uh, you guys see your fair share of jobs in Atlanta, that's for sure. I'll say that. Man, it's been slowing up, honestly. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, when you're in the academy, when you get towards the end of burn week, they uh, let you pick three stations like a wish list. Okay. Okay. So, I heard this like from the beginning. I had talked to a lot of people in Atlanta about coming up there and people were like, just have your three stations ready. So me, I I will admit I'm a bit of a fire nerd. I'm a lot of a fire nerd. Okay. So I had 
the scanner app. I was listening to Atlanta to see who's going to all the fires. I was looking up the stats to see who was the most fire busy engine. And uh, certain thing, I've always wanted to work in the station with a pole. I always have, never had the chance to. So I was looking at that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, every time I heard a fire go out, I heard engine 20 somewhere on the ticket. Every time, like, I I just, I just kept hearing about engine 20, engine 20. And then I looked into it more, and I'm sure you, you've heard of Todd Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, he was a captain there, too. So, okay, like, I want to go to that house. So okay. that was my first pick. It really was my only pick. The other two picks were just like, oh, I just got to put three, so I'll just put these three down. But I wanted to go to 20s really bad. And somehow I looked up and got it. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, does Atlanta have a thing where like if you're what I don't know, you know, if I want to call it like top dog, they get to kind of choose where they go, or does everybody in your class get to put a pick in? So from what I heard, it used to be you get to whoever's like top three get to pick a top okay. three. Okay. But uh they let everybody pick. And honestly, out of my recruit class, I can't think of anybody that went to like a really bad house. We all okay. got good houses. So, okay. yeah, because well, uh, staff is a little bit lower than we like it right now from what I'm understanding. So it was kind of like they got the we got the opportunity to pick wherever because everybody was short. OK, OK. Um, What's your uh, what's your minimum staffing on on engines? In Atlanta, uh, usually, I, the minimal staffing is three. Okay, but we at twenties we usually ride before, and uh, a lot of times overtime opportunities are available, so we're usually riding before. I want to say somebody said that like a single house engine is the max staff is five, but I've never rode five. Yeah, never seen five. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to see departments running five nowadays. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. And, on a truck, a lot of times you'll see three to four on the trucks. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe squad four, their minimum is six. So they have nice. to have Yeah. Damn, six on a rescue. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I've heard five, but six, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, they come off with a lot of bodies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. Okay. Uh, So... What would you say the culture is like since you're new? What would you say the culture is like within your station, at least? Man, this the pride in the culture is really like a big thing. Like, 20 is a house that's very rich in tradition, it's one of the oldest in the city. Um, and it's just the guys there, man. I hope they don't hear this podcast. I don't want them to hear me talking too good about them, but <laughs> like they do a job of, uh, you know, upholding the traditions, keeping the culture alive, uh-huh. things like we eat together, two meals out of three, and really three meals because we don't all, for lunch, we bring our own stuff, but we still make sure we sit down and eat together. Right. We fellowship a lot. Like we're, we don't just like avoid each other all day. It's, it's a, a really fun place to work. And, uh, the the pride the level of pride that we have in just in station twenty itself is very high. Like you know we don't we wash the truck every shift just about mm-hmm. we don't like out with a dirty truck mm-hmm. you know and then you know I had all this wrote out. Oh you good man? No you good? Just just free flow. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. 
Yeah, it's just it's a real prideful place, and it kind of like makes you want to be there, right? You know? So, okay. And uh, how many runs is Engine Twenty usually doing a year? I think last year we did just under twenty five hundred. Okay. What I like to refer to as a honey hole, like we don't get a shit. Oh, I forgot. No, you're good. Me. No, you're good. I, okay, I, I curse, so it's fine. Okay, we don't get a shit ton of medical calls. Nice, but like, I mean, we have our days where we're running. Like, uh huh. We might catch about ten, and but for the most part, if it's a fire on the south side, twenties is going to be somewhere in the mix, and uh, we're we're in the middle of like. Busy companies. You got engine 30, engine two, engine 14, and they're running all shift. And then somehow we just scoop right by with like some days a five call day. Some days we run two. And then you got some days where we get caught up in it and we're running like 15. Okay. 15 or 20. But it's you got a really good chance of going to a fire at 20s. And that's why I like it. Okay. Um, so what do you typically get on a box alarm in Atlanta? I always like to hear what departments do. Uh, for a residential, uh, we get three engines, three trucks. Damn. Two battalion chiefs and squad four. Okay. So and I'm assuming squad four citywide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and let me tell you, when I first got there, my first fire, cause I'm used to like right now in Byron today, we got five people and that's. That's new. We have John, John Wayne in it over there. Yeah. We haven't ever had this many people working at one time on okay. the 20. Like we were, I was used to running with two people on the engine and uh -huh. just hoping some volunteers got there when we, if we had something good. Right. But, and pretty much being able to do whatever on a fire scene to now. My first fire, I believe we were second in engine, which is the red engine in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I hop off and I'm like ready to go. And they're like, hey, man, we're ripped. We're just hanging out. And I was like, oh, we can't like go in. And then I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this is a lot of people. Like I knew it was going to be a lot different, but it was like that first fire was like, wow, I've never seen this many people on a fire scene. Right, right. So you so, can definitely tell a difference where like you're a Byron today. And when you go to work in Atlanta, you could definitely tell like there's a there's a big difference between suburban firefighter and big city type firefighters yeah yes okay. most definitely okay it was almost like a culture shock man i was like because for one you just hear like i'm we got one engine that rolls out on everything in byron and then usually if we do have part-timers working or like today me and trey are on our truck so we'll like either if they go out on like a medical call or something, we'll hang back for another call. Or if it is a fire, you just get in these two trucks probably. Mm -hmm. Hopefully some volunteers show up to, then I go to Atlanta and we get a fire. We're beating up. We're trying to beat everybody in and like, it's a race to get there. And then when you do get there, it's like, man, it's, 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 it was crazy to me the first time I saw it. Right. I mean, that's, that sounds pretty crazy. So, the second, every single time, the second dude truck is writ? So, it depends. I think if there's a confirmed entrapment or reports of entrapment even, they can uh, forego writ and then just go as needed, whether that be if that first engine is going to be, you know, going in for a search or if they need to go in for a search. But typically on a normal house fire, 
Uh, first dude is fire attack, of course. Second dude is a uh, red. Third dude engine is a uh, uh, backup line. Mm -hmm. And then for the as for the ladder companies, the truck companies. First dude truck is either going to be primary or search, depending on the needs. Second dude is going to opposite them. And then the third dude truck would be a red. And then, you know, five, four, they, they, whatever they're needed to do. Right, right. That's pretty astounding to hear three trucks on a box. I know, I understand one, two, but three trucks. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for a, report of a business fire which can be which can be anything like that's not a single family dwelling so mm -hmm. like for apartments that it'll come out as a business fire but uh then i think it's I, it's four engines same amount of trucks same amount of cheese i think they just add another engine and then they got there are so many different like classifications of fires like if right. you have a rise fire i think it's six engines might be four trucks something like that okay but yeah, so okay. it's definitely it's it's a very interesting concept, but right, right. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um so what happened though with with Philly? Like you said your uncle was a Philadelphia firefighter and I mean, did you think in your mind like you were gonna work at Philly or Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That's all you know, I grew up, like I said, I grew up in West Philadelphia. My mom swears that she went to school with Will Smith's sister. <laughs> I don't know if she's making it up or not, but he did go. They did go to the same high school, different times. But that's besides the point. Right. Um, my uncle was a firefighter there for I want to say like twenty five years. Okay. And he worked in North Philly on a uh, ladder fourteen for a long time. And you know, every time I got around him, I was just wanting to talk about fire stuff, fire stuff, and that was my plan as. Apparently, since I was two years old, my mom said that's all I talked about was being a firefighter. Okay. Oh, and my plan was to be a Philadelphia firefighter. Well, uh, around 2008, my mom decided we were moving to Georgia. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have a clue about all I knew about Georgia was Atlanta. Right. That's what most people that aren't from Georgia just know Atlanta. So right. I was like, Oh, okay. Hmm. That's I don't really have a choice. I'm in seventh grade or sixth grade, but mm -hmm. we moved down here and uh I, the fire department's a lot different down here than up there. The, the whole yeah, the, yeah. Yes. Like a whole lot different. Yeah. And we moved of course we didn't move to Atlanta where that was where I started. Back, even back then, I was a fire nerd, Googling all kinds. Of, I was just on Google looking up Atlanta Fire Department because that's all I knew about Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to Warner Robins. And I had no clue about Warner Robins, the area, nothing like that. So uh, two years later in 2000, it was, no, 2009, uh, I turned 14. Mm -hmm. And I happened to, right before my birthday, I saw a guy. And a Dollar General, he had on a House and County Fire Department shirt. So I just started making conversation with him because I was the weird kid that always talked to firefighters when I saw him out. And uh, he was like, hey, man, how old are you? And I was like, 13. He said, well, when you turn 14, come over to the firehouse. He wrote down the 
number on a brown paper bag and handed it to me, said, tell your mom to call this number. So she called that number and uh, the night of my my 14th birthday fell on a Thursday that year, which was also the night they had exploring meetings. So okay, I, for my 14th birthday, that's all I wanted to do was go up to this explorer meeting and join the fire department. Right. So did that. Uh, didn't have a clue about this was what was crazy to me was I saw one firefighter there at the station like on duty. And I was like, Hey man, where's everybody else at? And he was like, it's just me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? It's just <laughs> There's one person. Cause like I said, I'm used to going and seeing my uncle and it's a house full. He was at a house with an engine and truck and an ambulance. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's like a full house. And here you are one person. Yep. And, so that was crazy to me to get used to, but yeah. So I wish, and then I always wanted to, like a couple of years ago, Philly was hiring mm -hmm. and I thought about it and thought about it and my wife was not having it. So, right. Right. But Atlanta is a big, Atlanta is a big city department. And I yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how many stations total does Atlanta have? I know they're up there. It's in the 30s, uh, counting the airport. I want to say 36, okay. if you count four stations. Okay. I want to, I, I believe that's right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty big department. Yeah. So All I believe right. it's the biggest department in the state. So, mm -hmm. and we, and I, I just really enjoy it there, man. I do. That's good. That's good. I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty much working at a big city. I mean, it's big city shit. I mean, because I can tell you, we can't throw the amount of manpower that you guys can throw in a box. I mean, my, the department I work for, we got six stations. We're working on seven. Uh, they'll be breaking ground in July. So there's a big difference between big city fire departments and suburban fire departments, for sure. Yeah. Hold on. I lost the uh, video. Okay. Here we go. All right. Uh, so what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and continue loving the job? You know, I thought about this one long and hard, but honestly, going to fires, man, I just that's all I want to do. I'm like, man, I hope I go to a fire today. Yeah. That that's and, the main and that's the funny thing. This like the general public they hear that, they're like, oh my God, it's terrible. But it's like, yeah, no, we don't like people's stuff burning down, but as a firefighter, you wanna go to fires. That's what you want to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what a lot of people are like. You shouldn't say that. Like, guys I work with and some of my right. part-time departments are like, you shouldn't say that. You're wishing for somebody's house to burn. I'm not wishing for somebody's house to burn. But to be good at the job, you have to do the job. That's right. You're not going to get good by watching a YouTube video of somebody else doing the shit. You got to actually do it at some point. And the more right. you do it, the more you'll be at it. Right. So, and there's only so much fire you can recreate in a burn building. Mm-hmm. You can't make realistic conditions. You can't. You can learn from it initially, but you do the same burns over and over. What are you going to get from it? Right. So I, I like going to fires, man. I like, I love getting on the engine for a fire and looking. I like to ride backwards. I love turning around and looking and seeing a header. That that keeps me. That keeps me going. Gotcha. But also, just you know. Trying to think, of, I had a whole lot of notes. 
<laughs> I was I practiced for it, man. I was ready. <laughs> I got all nervous. But <laughs> but just uh just being being in the fire service and being around it, like like I said, this is what I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I just Hold on a second. Let me find my notes. I left them somewhere because I had one more thing I wanted to hit on. Okay, that's good. It's all good. But yeah, just going to fires and being around the firehouse. Like I, that's just where I'm happy at. Now, between you and your uncle, are you are you the only two in your family that's that are yeah. you know that are firefighters? Yeah. Okay. okay. So and he he always would talk to me about and we still talk now about the fire service. Mm-hmm. And he just gives me like, you know, advice on this and that. And, and then it, I think he likes to hear some of my stories. And I don't have as many as him, of course, but he'll tell me about this time when this happened and this and that. And now that I've gotten older, he's telling me the stuff that, you know, he couldn't tell me when I was little. Right. He just oh, we went to a fire and I just thought the world of that. But right, right. Now he's telling me some of, you know, the stuff he couldn't say around me when I was a kid. Like right. some of the bad calls, some of the the fire station shenanigans that went on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the public. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh so you mentioned um you like being on the engine. I was gonna ask, engine or truck? Because <clears throat> so, you're you cause you're you're riding a truck today, right? <laughs> uh yeah. So <laughs> Oh, this is like a lot of people going to be really con- confl- conflicted on this one because I love tillers, man. I love. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Who What fireman doesn't like the bendy truck? So, I mean, I get it. So in my perfect world, in my perfect world, I'd be able to get on a tiller, go to the fire and then get there and do engine engine work. Okay. I I just love being on a nozzle, man. That's where. That's where I want to be if I'm on the fire ground. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> some people like, you know, they like getting on roofs and yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. More power to them. I, right. For never been a big fan of heights. I'll get on a roof, but it's not. I, it's not your thing. It's not. It's not. You know, I, not a big thing. But engine work is what I really enjoy. It's just something about being on that nozzle <laughs> and being inside and. Crawling down the hallway and seeing that little orange flicker, that's what I enjoy. And then mm-hmm. putting more on it and seeing the physical change happening, mm-hmm. that's what I like. Cutting holes is like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Right, right. So, okay. And then uh, in Atlanta, are y'all running fogs or smooths? It depends on the station. Uh, oh, nice. So they give, they, give, they give you guys that leeway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. We run two fogs on ours, uh, but you go to 14th, which is one of our neighboring stations, and they got a fog and a smooth. Uh, so it's just really up to what that crew likes. Okay, and I guess that also probably would go with the same with crosslay or, uh, yeah, your crosslays. From what I see, I believe everybody runs a modified minute man. Okay. So, I think that's, and then we have uh. Yeah, we try to keep the hose, like the the actual layout of the hose, the same throughout mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. So no confusion, because we spend we go out and fill in all the time. Uh, okay. People are 
overtime. Matter of fact, I was filling in yesterday. I got sent out for about half a day to another station. So they try to keep the engines laid out pretty much the same. So to avoid any kind of confusion if somebody else is working somewhere else. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, what are your ultimate goals? So short term, uh, I'm actually in advanced DMT class. We all have to be advanced DMTs. And uh, for so we I'm dealing with that. So my short term goal is to pass this. <laughs> now, is there a difference? I'm assuming there is, but there's a difference, I guess, between uh, EMT basic and advanced EMT, I guess, in Georgia. Yeah, so in Georgia, pretty much EMT basic is like uh, pretty much like a first responder that can do – I don't even know what more we can do than a first responder. Okay. It's basically – it's it's not really much of a help on the engine, uh, on, on the medical calls. And advanced EMTs can do IVs. They can do uh, just more things. They, their scope of practice is a lot – is a little bit more – wider than the basics mm. so like are y'all allowed to push i guess certain drugs yeah so start ivs mm -hmm. mm. more power to you pal yeah so that's my short-term goal uh long term well in the next couple of years i just want to get uh get cleared to be on the tiller if we're being honest that's my biggest goal right now because that's in a nutshell, that was one of the reasons I picked Atlanta. I've thought about where I could have the most potential to tiller at, and Atlanta's got a lot of tillers. Okay. So I somebody will let me tiller something eventually. So eventually you see yourself leaving 20, because I'm assuming 20 is a single-piece house. Yes. And going is. to, okay, a, a tiller company. I don't want to leave. And right. if I stay at 20s my whole career, that would be great. But – if I could just like, you know, because we're surrounded, we're we got two stations. We're in between two stations with tillers. So okay. if I could, you know, go over there to get maybe do my tra my training on it, and then get cleared on it, and then maybe go fill in every now and again and tiller somewhere, that'd be fine. But I mean, I know eventually with the way the city operates and stuff, eventually I'm gonna be moved from twenties, I'm sure. So especially with we got recruits coming out constantly uh, mm -hmm. i think they just graduated a class or half a class they got another half about to graduate and then they got another class that's coming out right behind them so i mean i can't be there forever i can't hold a spot forever so when i do get bumped out i hope to go somewhere with the tiller because mm -hmm. i tiller train a little bit easier mm -hmm. but yeah i prefer to stay at 20s for as long okay. as i can okay um, so how does, uh, with you saying that you might get bumped out, like how does the promotional stuff work there? Like, are you allowed to skip ranks or do you have to hit each step in Atlanta? So no, you can, uh, you can skip Sergeant. I believe Sergeant is, uh, like our, our driver position. Okay. Um, and I believe you don't have to be a Sergeant to make Lieutenant. You just have to have like the amount, the minimum the minimum amount of uh years served and you can test for lieutenant without being a sergeant 
So, that, but that's the only rank you can skip. Like, you have to be a lieutenant to be a captain. You have to gotcha. be a captain, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Interesting to hear. Uh, oh, is there a uh, set um, amount of years before you're allowed to test? For which rank? Uh, let's just say you wanted to go to lieutenant. I want to say it's five. Oh, so they do have a set standard. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. All right. That's cool. Okay. Right. Um, and I want to say sergeant is three, maybe. I, I think sergeant is three years and lieutenant is five. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Um, what, in your opinion, what key elements or factors do you think are needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank? Okay, so I did have some uh, some uh, notes on this one because I wanted to really touch on this one. So. Pretty much, for me, the first one is a willingness to learn, an eagerness to learn. So somebody, when I first got out of uh, the fire academy, said we should all, like, right before we graduated, you know, they talked to us. And they were like, you should be like a sponge. Mm -hmm. So all the information you can. And that's a main one for me because you'll never know enough, even from the day you start on a truck to the day you retire, you, there still be something you don't know. With the way technology and everything's changing and just the way, like I teach at the academy sometimes and okay, like the stuff that I went, that we learned when I went through in 2014 is completely different nowadays, nine years later. Okay. So you got to stay updated on that. You got to stay up to date with, Everything that's you know with the, like the battery powered cars and yep. all that, yeah, yeah. So every day something's changing, so you just got to have an eagerness to learn, and you have to be willing to take classes, go to these conferences, and learn something from other people. Uh, that's one thing I want to do a lot more of. I've been trying to get into Mavsy, but man, those tickets sell out quick. Yes, yes, they do. But they, but the good thing is though, they got all these little micro conferences that pop up, and those are to me, those are better than the big ones because you get more one on one time with the instructors. Yeah. And uh, there's a Fools chapter just okay. north of Atlanta, five seven five Fools, and they've been putting on a lot of classes that are. If you don't go to these, like, there's no excuse. They they don't even ask you to pay. They ask for a donation. Okay. So it's a free class if you don't donate. Right. You know, they did a a, a class. I'm pretty sure you – have you heard of uh, Dustin Martinez? Yeah. Yeah, him and his guys, they did a class on, like, ticks and searching. Okay. Great class. And then – to make it even better, afterwards everybody goes out for beer. That's my favorite part. So, <laughs> but like they put on a great class every time. So yeah, there's a lot of like little things popping up that yeah. if you're not spending the day, you just don't want to because exactly. there's plenty of times to take the opportunity to go and learn something new, meet new people. That's my I like to socialize, meet new people, and just sit around and listen to other people and what they do because. You know, Cobb does things different from Atlanta. Even though we're neighbors, we do things differently. Atlanta does something different from the cab. And just then you got the smaller departments that do things completely differently and won't have a clue what we're talking about. Cause they're like, no, we just John Wayne it with one person and this and that, yada, yada, yada. 
but the job still has to get done. And just hearing the different way, the different ways that people do the job is always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, what was, what was, the, oh, the, I forgot what question we were on. We, uh, we were on there. What, uh, what key elements or factors are needed to make a good firefighter? Okay. Yeah. Uh, another one I think is compassion. Uh, you gotta have some sort of a, like a heart for the people that you're serving. Right. Uh, you can't come in and get mad every time. And I understand, you know, some of us don't like going to those <laughs> mad calls at three o'clock. Let me tell you, last night we got one at like right. The worst time to get a call, if you ask me, is like right at three thirty, because by the time you get there, you do your thing. The uh, EMS gets there. You get back. You do the report. It's like five o'clock. Now you got mm-hmm. another. You're usually getting up. So now I'm like, do I go back to bed or what? But, you know, right. either way, my feelings don't matter in that situation. The people call 911 for a reason. We owe it to them to give them a good service. I I, I hate when I see people that are, like, treating people differently because, oh, you're mad that we call, that they called at a time that's not convenient for you. Mm-hmm. This job about us, you know. We're here for the people, so let's act like we're here for the people. Right. And one thing that really, like, if you would have asked me this a couple months ago, I probably wouldn't even thought about compassion. But one thing that really uh, got me got me thinking about that is my senior firefighter in Atlanta. I won't say his name, but like, he uh, to to me when I got on as a rookie, he was rough on me, but when we got out on calls and stuff, like I noticed, like he always like was a, was just overly nice to people. Uh, we had a fire in an apartment one night and we're mopping up and I look over and he's like in the corner, picking, picking a bunch of shit up. And I was like, Hey man, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he was, Oh, I'm getting these t- uh, toys for the kids. They've got some baby dolls that can be saved. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? And I just, like for some reason that stuck with me because that's something I've never thought to do. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of kids outside whose parents' apartment just got burned up, and they—I mean—they live there too. Mm-hmm. They're uh, crying. They don't really know what's going on, but that one little small gesture of you coming out with some unburnt toys and giving them to them can make their night. Right. So, and I just see him do stuff like that, and that—that kind of what got me thinking about like. Maybe I haven't been like I've never been just overly rude to people. Right. Maybe I could be a little bit more compassionate and you know, do something like that. Because that that really that it kind of blew my mind because I just never even thought about like we were in the middle of like pulling ceiling and it was still fire in the place and he's like, Let me go give these kids something to lighten up their night. And I, I really thought highly of that. Okay. No, that's and awesome. I really hope you don't hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, as as a rookie, I mean, yeah, you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get treated. Oh, you say like treated like shit, but I mean, they're gonna um, they're gonna test their limits to see, you know, what your breaking point is, or you know, how you react to certain things. Yeah, and it's every shift. I love it. We, I, I really do love going to work. Like when I was out for. Uh, uh, what they call it? Paternal leave? Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Your 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 uh your uh FMLA. Yeah, 
when I was out on FMLA, uh, just like I, I don't get me wrong, I just my second kid was born. I was happy, you know, but every day I'm calling and I'm like, hey, what y'all do today? What y'all <laughs> who cook? Because I usually do the cooking, and uh-huh. I was like, who cook? What they make? Oh, okay. Y'all run any fires? And my wife was like, finally, she was like, I can't wait for you to go back to work because I'm so tired of hearing you talking about the fire department and this and that. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just ready to get back. Yeah, no, no, I I can understand because like me and my wife, we have one daughter and we only have one. And like my captain had to convince me because I was going to do like two, three weeks. And I'm like, all right, and then I'll be back. And he's like, nah, dude. He's like, you only have a one, do at least six. And I was like, okay. I did six, but man, at the end of that six, I was ready to go back to work. Yeah, and I only could do two because uh, I was uh, since I was just getting on Atlanta, right? I didn't have enough time to do uh, the full six. But even in those two weeks, like I was like, man, what am I supposed to do? At like I don't. This is weird. I got to right. go work. Right. And I just miss the guys, man. Like. We we have a group chat. We talk on our off days, and they're just man. They are a good group of guys. What? Whenever I graduated, I uh, everybody was like, "Who's your captain?" Because mm-hmm. we graduate, we find out what we're get what assignment we're getting that night, and everybody was like, "Who's your captain?" And I was like, "Oh, they said uh, Captain Will Banks," and everybody was like, "Oh man, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it, Dan. Okay. And uh, Danny Dwyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to be stationed with uh, my captain back in the day. Okay. He met me and was like, you're going to have a blast. 20s is a fun house, and you got one of the best captains on the job. And he is, man, he's a trip. He's a, Everybody there is funny. And, I mean, it's so they're, – they're funny to the point where they're talking about me, but it's still funny, so I got to laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this hurts a little bit, but it was kind of <laughs> funny. So, whatever. Okay. But yeah, it's just I've loved my small time there. I'm getting on. I'm getting close to a year. April okay. twenty a year there, and man, it flew by. And I've been have I haven't had a bad shift yet for me. You Ooh. know. Yeah. Do you do year probation status? So it's actually uh, six months. So they just took me off not too long ago. But we're technically. My class and the class that came out right behind us, since we don't have our A, we're on pro, we're on probation until we get that taken care of. Mm-hmm. But my captain gave their the crew gave me my black shield a couple months back, and they flowered me not too long ago. So <laughs> okay, I, they're accepting me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's the rite of passage, man. I mean that's and it's cool to hear. Departments that still kind of do that because, I mean, unfortunately, you have certain departments where, like, you know, with the culture nowadays, like, you don't have that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's what, like, my hat is still, my my 20s hat is still covered in flour. I've tried to wash it. And somebody, I went to one of my part-time jobs, and somebody was like, what happened to your hat? And I was like, oh, I got flour, man. And I like, I was happy as hell that they did it because, you know, that's like the sign, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they 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 like you. Right. This person was like, oh, I, I would have been so pissed off. And I'm like, what? I've been waiting to get flowered. I've been sitting around like, 
damn near opening myself up to get flour. <laughs> Leave flour out the table at breakfast. Like, what, what do you mean you would be pissed? That's the tradition that's, you know. And they were like, no, they ain't doing that shit to me. Yeah. No, I but, mean, it's, yeah, go ahead. But I, I was going to say, I'll save that one because that was actually has something to do with one of my answers for your later question. <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, well, all right, we'll say that. We'll say that. Um, let me see. I hit what I needed to go there. No, all right, so let's go. Let's go to the, to the next question. So, in your opinion, what do you think the American Fire Service can improve on? So, since we're already here, yeah, camaraderie, man, you know, bringing brotherhood back. And I mean, I know brotherhood, sisterhood. It's the same thing, man. It's the same because it ends. It ends with uh, you know the everybody always says that, but it's like man, woman. It's the same thing. But go yeah, ahead. Same thing. But like, I hate when I see a firehouse where everybody's like, you can't find anybody. I worked a shift as a, I filled in at a station, and I was miserable. There was no laughter, like. When you walk into a firehouse and you see a bunch of firefighters around a kitchen table laughing and cutting jokes and shooting the shit, you know, you you just got a feeling that this is a good crew. They work well together. When you go to a station and nobody's talking to each other, this guy's in the bunk, this guy might be working out, one guy's like over here watching his truck, like that's so depressing to me. And I, I was, oh, man. I wanted to go home so bad. I was going to see if I could do the old dog food trick. <laughs> a dog food and a toilet. Oh, I threw up. No, but just bringing brotherhood back and, you know, loving the jobs. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people get on the job nowadays for, like, their own personal reasons, which is fine. But if you're going to do this, you kind of got to love it. Right. You ask me. Like, and, uh, I was listening to one of your other podcasts. I can't remember who said something about it. I think somebody mentioned that, you know, you don't have to be like obsessed with the job to be a good firefighter. And I believe that because like I said, my buddy Trey, who keeps peeking in the door here, looking at me, Mm -hmm. he's nowhere near as like nerded out about the fire stuff as I am. Right. But me and him have been in some fires and I know Trey is, I hate riding on a truck with him because he, will steal a nozzle from you you know he's a damn good firefighter right like i said he could care less about who ordered what tiller and mm-hmm. Yada, mm-hmm. Yada, yada. and i'm sure he doesn't watch fire department videos and shit on his day off like i do yeah i do the same but, i'm a nerd too but yeah but like he still loves the job and he still appreciates the job and trains and stuff like that but you got people that get on the job and that's it. That's their. They got firefighter one, and they're they're good. Right. And what good are you doing to your department and your guys? I think that was going to be my next one was training. Uh, the American Fire Service. I think we need to work on training as well. Okay. Uh, and that's just from my point of view, from what I see. Right. I was having an argument earlier about, you know, so like live burns. You can't, like I said earlier, you can't learn everything from live burns, but right. you got people that just want to go do their one required live burn for the year, which was the same thing you did last year. You went mm-hmm. in, did an low and above grade, and that was it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, at Byron, I still, I'm still around a lot, and I still get to help out a lot with all the training. So we've started to try to implement scenarios into our burns just to make people think more because yeah. that was something that we noticed was some some people, their weak points were like, you know, making critical decisions. It's slacking, and, man. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And like they freeze up, we'll get on a call and they're like, uh, I'm not sure. Well, that's why we're going to train on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really want to sound like a, that, like a douchebag or nothing. But when I was here as a company officer, if we messed up on a, if, if we messed up on a call, cause we are together we're, we're this shift is we're, a team. So mm-hmm. they messed up, I messed up because that means I didn't train them properly. So if we messed up on a call, we came back and the next shift, if it was at night, the next shift, first thing in the morning, whatever we messed up on, we're going to correct it. And it wasn't like a punishment thing. Right. Right. It, that's what I think too many people look at it as, oh, you're bitching at me because I did this. Well, we have to correct it. We mm-hmm. have to do because we can't be we obviously can't repeat what you did. Right. Like I pulled a cross lay one time and he just screwed the pooch, screwed the pooch. So mm-hmm. the day me and him were out pulling cross legs until lunch, we ate lunch, stopped, we took a break and then we pulled some more cross legs. That's stuff that doesn't even take long. You know, right. it takes a couple of about maybe two minutes to pull it. And then a couple minutes to reload it, and we're just and we had enough people here that we we could do it quick. Mm-hmm. Not a punishment, and I don't want anybody to look at it as a punishment. We're we're getting better, right? Right. So, yeah. So the brotherhood training. Let's see. I think I think that's about all I can really think of that on that. Oh, and more people need to buy tools. <laughs> that's right. All right, so when you, all right, so I'll start with a couple questions. So when you say more people need to buy tailors, are your tailors straight trucks or do they have pumps on them? At this point, I don't, I don't <laughs> care. I just want, I just like tailors. I don't, I prefer a straight truck, you know. Right. But like I was trying my best before I left Byron. I I almost had the chief convinced, man. I even had the specs. The guys from Spartan, we were specking out a new engine, and I pulled one of the guys to the side and I was like, listen, I need you to write up some specs for a tiller. Don't say nothing in front of chief, just write the specs. And he was like, well, matter of fact, Savannah's got a tiller being built. I could just send you those and we can make minor changes. They're still in my email to this day. I'm just waiting on somebody to say, Hey, let's order a tiller. Hey, if I say this, if you're going to order it in these, in these times, you better order that shit now, dude. Cause yeah. I worked yesterday and, uh, our, uh, Chief that's over um logistics was telling us that engines, at least from Pierce, engines were um golly uh 41 months lead time. Good and God. engines, engines, and now engines, and this is the other astounding thing, engines are now pushing a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. That it's- shit is just crazy to me. Cause like back in the day. If you ordered an engine, anyway, it would be absurd if you ordered a million dollar engine back in the day. But anything <laughs> over like eight hundred thousand, you're like, damn. <laughs> if you ordered an engine for that much, you got every bell and whistle plus like some super duper crazy stuff. Right now, that's just a bare bones engine. Uh, yeah, we spec'd out 
three in, or three different companies. This was it was right before I left, so 2021. About the summer of 2021, we were specking out engines, and we went from about right at 500, and then the guy called back and said, hey, there's been a price jump. It's going to be about 545. It's crazy. And I was like, man. And then we tried. We specked out C-grade, man, and this truck was – it would have been a great engine, but uh, that $750 uh, price tag kind of deterred us a little bit. Uh, so I'm gonna ask. Uh, who's your favorite manufacturer? If you had to choose one, man, I love a C grade. I just love okay. C grade. Right, I've can't been, go wrong. Yeah, like I've never actually worked on a C grade, but I just love the look of them, and they make to me they make the best looking tiller. Don't say that around Pierce fans, because oh my goodness, they're going to be upset. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, to, to each his own, but yeah, yeah. I okay. I like the look of a C grade. Okay, okay. Uh oh, so yes, I did have, I do have a question. Um, how did you start making those videos? Like, because I don't uh, know if anybody knows you. They like I know you from. That's how I was like, who's this dude? From 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 the Zoo Crew video. So, like, how did that all come about? Man, that's everywhere I go. Nowadays. I mean, I that's, that shit was funny, though, man. I mean, I got to say. Man, I went up to the State Academy the other day, because uh, like I said, I adjunct up there. And the recruit class, one of the fucking recruits was like, saving babies and hanging with ladies. I was like, <laughs> who, who said it? Who said it? How do you <laughs> stop it? I pulled him aside. I was like, listen, you don't know me. <laughs> and he was like, I do. I saw you on TikTok. And I was like, I don't even have TikTok. Uh -huh. But so uh, pretty much we were here at Byron. And uh, Byron's a pretty, uh, this is a little bit of a slower apartment. Uh, so, you know, with the slower you are, the more time you have to do shenanigans. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to do a lot of dumb stuff, man. Me, uh, like I said, Trey. He was working now. He would be the one that always recorded it. Okay. He would be the one to post it on Snapchat all the time of us doing dumb stuff. And then uh, Corey and Wyatt. And we just, we used to just do dumb shit and record it <laughs> for our own, like to just save, just to pull it up later on and be like, remember when we did this? Right, right. We tried, oh, we got in trouble for this one real good. We tried to play Fruit Ninja with <laughs> real. With real fruits and knives. And, uh, <laughs> I think it was, I can't remember if it was Corey or Trey, but they're like chunking fruit at me and I'm just swinging a knife. And I hit a couple and uh -huh. it was all because Trey said I couldn't. And I was like, I bet I can. So here we are in the kitchen. I'm slinging a butcher knife at fruit that's being <laughs> slung at me. And yeah, we got in trouble for that. So uh, the we just used to do that all the time. And one day we were out training and uh i started goofing off me and Corey were just being dumb trey starts recording it he puts it on snapchat uh somebody was like man that's funny y'all should make y'all should start making videos that was funny so we made like two more put them on snapchat somebody was like man y'all need to make an instagram page and uh we were like oh that's too much work but then people kept saying, make an Instagram page or something. These videos are funny. Y'all are y'all are funny. Right, right. Yeah. 
So we were like, all right, fine. So we made an Instagram page. We were just like, had we were following people that we knew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one night, I, it was, uh, was it Christmas of 2018? I think it was Christmas night. Um, we were discussing, because we had 95 followers, and we were discussing like what we were going to make a thank you video for our 100th when we got to 100 followers. Right. Well, Corey was working at his full-time department at the time, so I got done with all the family stuff. Uh, and I was I'm going to hang out with Corey for a little bit because he was working at a one-man station out in the middle of nowhere, so I was I'm going to go hang out with him on Christmas. So, and I actually worked uh, part-time at that department as well. So I go down there, and uh, we got a call for a cardiac arrest or whatever. We're, we're there dealing with that, and my phone is blowing up in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So now I'm starting to get worried. I'm like, damn, did something happen? <laughs> did something happen? Is somebody right. hurt? Right. Like, some, do I got a family emergency? I'm. We get back in the truck, and I remember I just opened my phone. And I looked at one text message from a buddy of mine, and he was like, you fucking went viral on the internet. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. Then I automatically started thinking because I sent out some risky pictures in high school, man. I won't. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, not again. But <laughs> so I go on Facebook and my notifications are blowing up. And uh, the page, the hooking can had shared the video. OK. Like At first, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. But they were like, oh, this guy's hilarious. We need to find out who this guy is, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, Fire Department Chronicles, he shared the video. Mm-hmm. Fire Radio shared the video, and it was getting a lot of a uh, lot of positive feedback that right. I wasn't really expecting because right. it was a video of us fucking off. Right, and uh, we were like, "Well, shit, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of blew up a little quicker than we thought. We didn't think it would at all. Honestly, uh-huh. we weren't doing it to." get big or nothing we were just like i said fucking off right then we had to we went from 95 followers right before me and Corey went on that call to about three thousand, and it just kept growing kept growing then people were like hey y'all need to do merch and this and that and we that was a headache yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's yeah oh god and then that was the crazy part people were like like somebody um you know, you're going to have some negative stuff be said about you. Somebody locally that I know said I was just doing it to make money off of people. And I was like, bro, I don't want nothing to do with this merchandise. I wish we never would have started selling merch because that was the biggest headache. Mm-hmm. Just we used to get together and do we call them shipping parties. We get mm-hmm. together, buy a bunch of beer and pizza and just fucking fail orders yeah and right, it, right oh my god there were points where we were doing like oh the numbers were crazy and i was like this is not can we outsource this to somebody please <laughs> i don't want to do this more uh-huh but yeah it was it just it just kind of happened by accident okay <laughs> okay here we are yeah cool cool now um when you were in your recruit class with Atlanta, did anybody there like, hey, that's that, that's that, or or were you able to like fly under the radar? They called me out day one. <laughs> so 
I, uh, a guy that I that worked at the academy, the state academy, he knew some people in training up there. So I told him I was applying. He was like, hey, man, yeah, I'll call him and let him know that I know a guy coming up there and look out for him and all that. Yada, uh-huh. yada, yada. I should have known. I should have uh-huh. known. <laughs> so uh, somebody, one of the, uh, so there's two separate sides of the fire academy. You got the EMS side and the fire side. Okay. So right before I went to the fire side, I had to sit on the EMS side for like a month, just waiting for them to start up a fire class. And one of the training lieutenants said something about it in front of a couple of my classmates. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, yeah, you do. YouTube mm-hmm. star. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Mm-hmm. So shortly after that, I think within the next week, we were on the fire side. And the first day, we had to go around, stand up, introduce ourselves, say where we came from, what we did previously before being there, right. and uh, you know why we are there and all that stuff. So I stand up, I say my name, and we were wearing masks. This was COVID time, okay. so okay. I was hoping that maybe nobody recognized my name mm-hmm. and that ass would, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. full face. That was my hopes. Um, I stand up. I say, I'm Kyrie, I used to, um, yada, 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 this and that. I get done with my little spill. I sit down. One of the captains goes, uh, hey, stand back up for me, recruit Harris. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> he says, you, um, uh, you, you're that YouTube comedian, aren't you? And I said, uh, no, I don't think so, sir. He said, oh, you don't know anything about any funny videos on the internet that might have you in them? Right. I said, do I have to say yes? <laughs> and he chuckled a little bit. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you got to tell the truth. I said, maybe, <laughs> maybe, sir. <laughs> he laughed to sit down. Then I heard one of the other instructors go, that is him. <laughs> so they held that over my head a lot. But it was all in good fun. They weren't like, you know, bashing me forward right. or making push-ups or nothing. Okay. Uh, Okay. But they, they did make a lot of jokes. Like one day when we were running, the one captain that called me out was showing the other captain the videos as we were running around. So every time we ran past them, they look and point and, <clears throat> and laugh at me. And I could hear the, my videos being played. And I was like, oh, God, this is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And, then, good, man. and then all my classmates were like, what, what are they talking about? What are uh-huh. they? Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. Then one of them comes to me one day and she was like, let me ask you something. So I was searching uh, for search because I think it was like forcible entry week, maybe, or search week. One of the weeks that we were doing something specific. And she said she Googled or, or she went on YouTube and typed in firefighter search and rescue. And she said, can you explain to me why you were in the second video that popped up? <laughs> so that's when the cat got out the bag. And everybody knew about it, and okay. yeah. But and then I get, I I catch it, I catch hell from my crew for it. Some days at breakfast, they'll pull up the uh, videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. watch them repeatedly as mm-hmm. we eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to, it's hard, it's very hard to keep a low profile nowadays. Right, right. No, it's all good though, man. I mean, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed those videos. They, they were funny. They were funny as shit. So, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, 
No, nah, man, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you um, spitting some facts out here for people to hear. And, you know, a lot of firemen need to hear that. The the good camaraderie, the brotherhood type deal in the fire service. So um, I do appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Uh, you know, I'll check. I'll check back on you or I'll check back with you in a little bit. See how it is. You know, maybe year three or four. If you're on that tiller truck, you know, I'll have you back. Yeah, I'm I'm shooting for it. I'm 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 working towards it, man. Okay. That's the goal right now. All right, cool deal. Well, um, like I said, I know you're working, so uh hopefully, you know, the, the tone hopefully it's quiet for you unless it's burning. Yeah, I hope so. They're all standing out the door. I think it's time for dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, pal. Well, I appreciate it. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right, stay safe. All right. Bye. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.